we're live. Oh, there we are. <laughs> we are. We are. We are live. Hello, everybody. Hi. Um, hi, hi, hi. So we've had technical difficulties and we have a, a new link showing today. So and a new face. <laughs> Hello. So we're so we're having we're having Amy here with us today. We're having um just as having some technical difficulty things. So we are going to fill in with the beautiful Amy, who is also a coach within Jess's program. And we love her and we love everything she brings to the space. She's all of her calls are awesome. Amy, you're just you've got so much richness that you bring to the table. I love it. Thanks, Allison. Why don't you um if, I don't know if this is still streaming to my personal feed because we I think we have a new link now, but why don't you, for people who may not know you, because I'm gonna share this later <laughs> to people, not just in Clutterboss, why don't you give um, just a little bit of introduction on you and, and what it is that you do? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> people are probably so sick of my little no. story. I love your um, story. I, in my past life, <laughs> my, my um, 20 some odd years ago life, I was a professional actress and dancer and singer. And it was, it was my everything. It was like what I strive to be since I was three. Like my mom put me in dance class. I was that little, like, little thing in dance class before I knew what I was really doing. Oh. And um, I grew up and more than anything wanted to be a professional, professional dancer and performer. And thankfully, I my dream became my life. And I, um, right out of college, I got to um, my first professional job was working in Disney World in Florida and it. yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and then um, I went on tour with Jim Henson and the Muppet Babies and toured the country and Canada, um, which was also a, an incredible experience and did mm. all sorts of shows like 42nd Street and Greece and like all all the things, all the those the musicals that you would know, Jesus oh, wow. Christ Superstar, and and just tons and tons of shows. I also did straight plays and comedies, and um, like living my dream life. And then I got married to a, a musical director, the guy who waves his hands and conducts mm -hmm. the orchestra, mm -hmm. and we got married. And three months after that, I, we were driving home from breakfast one day and stopped at a red light. I was in the passenger seat and a minivan drove right through the back end of our car. Wow. And um, I woke up in the hospital and I was pretty quickly told that I would, would never dance again. I would never um, I had two neurological conditions that mm. left me um, physically challenged and and that would be pretty much that. Um, and I spent the next 
pretty much decade and a half of my life having hundreds of surgeries and procedures, um, trying to control the pain and figure out how to how to maneuver life with all of that. Wow. Um, I was bed bound for uh, about 10 years, maybe a little longer, and had to relearn everything, everything, everything. And um, all the hopes and dreams and wishes that we had as a couple kind of disappeared with the accident, no fault mm -hmm. of anybody's. And um, on my 40th birthday, sitting there fresh out of another surgery, I realized if I don't get out of this marriage, it's going to be this way forever. So mm -hmm. I slowly figured out a plan to get away from the situation I was in. Mm. And um, that entailed filing bankruptcy and getting a divorce. And then I had to figure when, when that happened, um, he packed his clothes in two plastic garbage bags and left mm. me in our home of 20 years with all the stuff in it. Mm. And me and my disabled self mm. had to figure out what to do with this mountain of stuff that I didn't even know where anything was because I had been asleep for years. Mm. <laughs> and there was stuff everywhere. Mm. And I was just learning to like maneuver life again. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot. Um, so I got from a from my bed into a first a, an electric wheelchair, then a manual wheelchair, then thank God I had muscle memory from being a dancer and I strengthened my legs and got up onto two crutches and one crutch and slowly worked my way back. And wow, when I saw Jess's ad, I was like, you have to help me declutter my house. <laughs> Yeah. And meeting her has changed my life. I mean, in way, I mean, the the physical clutter was one thing, but the all the other stuff, mm -hmm. the financial clutter, the emotional clutter, the mm -hmm. other clutter mm -hmm. was such a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Big wow. story. It is a big story. It's really, it's always amazing to me to hear your story because um, you you have the most extreme kinds of circumstances that you have dealt with. And we've, most of us have met you on, on this side of it where your, your beautiful smiling face is here with us and you're so... Um, you, you feel so grounded and, mm -hmm. and at peace. And that is just such a testament to the, the, the process that you have walked through to get yourself there. I mean, lots really. Of work. Lot, I yeah. mean, you know, it's yeah. lots. 
I was in therapy for years, mm -hmm. years. But just like you say in your story, mm -hmm. therapy leaves you still not, it solves a lot. Mm -hmm. It helps you understand a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you still feel like, wait a minute. <laughs> there, it feels like there's something, something missing. There's something, yeah. And I think what I've noticed for me is, um, what was missing was the the visionary piece. Right. So some, and lots of therapists are different, right? So some of them have that capacity and that ability. Um, but that was what was really missing for me was the ability to not just manage where I currently am, but how do I see the life that I want and set out after that? Right. So, and, and, and I feel like you have really done so much of that, like probably in ways that you didn't even necessarily know, but your own ability, like your own drive to survive and not just be where you were, but actually move forward is so inspirational. Yeah, uh, it was literally just getting from, I mean, I'm telling the entire story mm -hmm. from one thing to another, but each thing was like one little piece at a time right. so when when i tell people now like do one do 10 minutes at a time that's how my whole thing was was like okay get from a to b mm -hmm. and then we'll look at the next little piece yeah and like the entire thing was like okay if i can do one little piece of this then we'll figure out what the next piece is because mm -hmm. it was so enormous it was yeah. just so big if i couldn't get myself out of bed the next piece didn't even matter right so right and i couldn't put so the car before the horse basically <laughs> yeah and that's such a crucial thing that you've said too because i think that um for anybody who's just joined, now joining, um, Jess was not able to be here. We had technical difficulties. We have a spe very special guest, Amy. <laughs> and what we're, um, what I intended to kind of bring to the table today was the topic of comparison because it's such a, a weighty topic to us. And I think that th it's interesting to to look at you, like if you and your like a very initial state, right? If I can't get out of bed, how would I even do these other things? It would have been very easy, and your brain probably did offer this to you, it would have been very easy to sit there and compare yourself to like these people who are out here doing these things in this way. If I'm, if, if that's the vision that I'm looking at this with, like all the things that seem insurmountable, like just such a, a huge mountain to even get to that point, it shuts you down, right? Like you can't even get to the point where your body is like, sure, let's try to get out of bed. Like yeah. it, it takes away from the ability to look at the piece by piece. Yeah. So how cool that you were able to, um, do you remember like some of those initial, initial um, tr lines of thinking where you, gave yourself the permission to not look at the whole big picture, but to just put your feet on the floor. A lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that struggle specifically because my 
brain constantly went to, oh, but my friends are still dancing. Mm. And that's what I want to be doing. Yeah. So I was comparing mm-hmm. to that, not even just getting out of bed, but right. this is where I want to be up on a stage again, dancing. So yeah. how do I get myself there? Yeah. And I was like, okay, you got to get yourself back into this bed right now mm-hmm. and go from here to out of bed. Let's like stand or get into a wheelchair yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> without help yeah. before we can get to even walking on stage. We got to first get to the stage. So yeah, I like would just back out of everything mm-hmm. and say, okay, in order to get to X, how do I, how would I get there? Mm. What steps do I need to take to get me where I want to be? Mm. And yeah, I just always thought, okay, break it down. Just break it down into what is the first step I need to take to do this? Yeah, that's so, so good. And, and the, the way, and what I like to, um, what I like to return to again and again is how I am speaking to myself in those moments of the tiny little inch, like this inch of space, because if I'm sitting there berating myself for the fact that I'm not like down that line where I want, like in that vision of what I think I want, if then I'm not going to be able to see where I can celebrate myself in this tiny little space of like, this is actually a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. This, this tiny little step from here to here, it's part of the whole process. The whole process is important. The whole process is something that, um, that I can really be in without just thinking about like, I'm only going to be okay with myself once I'm at that end point right? It's how I'm going to be okay with myself and be my own friend and my own advocate in the tiny little spaces. Because it's kind of like when you learn how to walk alongside next to yourself and begin to have a relationship with yourself and actually see it that way, then you can see the places where you've been shaming yourself, right? which never makes the step happen, right? (laughs) But if you can become the person that's in the encourager of yourself, then those steps actually start to become something. And it's so hard because we are so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And especially in really tough moments, Mm -hmm. which let's bring it right back to decluttering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, those moments where you're struggling the most in life or whatever it is you're doing, where you're you're struggling with whatever it is that's when we're always the hardest on ourselves and don't want to look at a small step but we want to look at like everything all Uh the things and you never want to look at like okay what's the smallest thing i could do right now because it looks so minuscule in 
comparison to the whole, but you got to start in order to achieve. Which is still just perspective, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, all still, it's still all just a story. When we can be like, when we can sit there and we can say, this little piece feels too minuscule compared to the whole thing. The story is this little piece doesn't matter. It's not important. Me right. doing that doesn't make any difference at all. La-di-da. I'm still not what I'm supposed to be. I'm still not enough. I'm still not, like, I'm still bad in some way. That's all a story. That's all like a certain lens through which you can see it. But you could choose to look at it through the lens of actually this one little step is one more step where I learn how to have my own back, how to celebrate myself, how to encourage myself. And then when I've done it, I'm like, hey, I feel so empowered. So empowered. Yeah. So like, oh, okay, look at me. I did that. Hey, let's do that other step. There's a different energy behind it rather than when we have the energy of like, okay, fine. You did that one thing. Yay for you. You're still not there. You're still not there. It just makes us shut down and yeah. we're never going to go anywhere we want to go. And it's such a different energy. I mean, yeah. it's such a different energy. Yeah. One, one fuels and the other really just makes it drag. And doesn't yeah, it's like either putting a wet blanket over yourself or energizing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. When people talk about like, I just need motivation. I just need motivation. That's a big hot topic. Like, why can't I just be motivated? Well, because you're kind of, you know, the way in which you're talking to yourself is very demotivating. Yep. Like you're not giving yourself the, um, you're not, you're not being your own fan yep. you're not being you're not being your own support you're, you're so if that's the case then the voices in your head are really doing the opposite of it and you're not going to be motivated your your body is going to rebel this is what i have found my my body actually rebels with how with in the when i am not having a when i'm not talking to myself like a friend when i'm not being conscious of my relationship with myself and how I'm advocating for myself, my body rebels. It's like, okay, fine. We're just going to sleep. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Like I'm just going to eat all the sugar. <laughs> I'm just going to shut down. And like my body itself rebels against me because yep. it's like, you're not taking care of us. I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there were certainly periods of time or, you know, times that I was like, this is never going to happen. Mm -hmm. you know, or or doctor's visits where, you know, they were like, you know, things are bad right now. And I was like, never going to change. But, mm -hmm. you know, you just bounce out of that and say, you know what? They only know as much as they know. And I'm going to mm -hmm. put them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that, that Sorry. you, I got it. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> I love it that you were, um, were able to have like that, not just be in the space of like, these are what the doctors are saying, or these are what the people are saying. This is what the circumstance just is because it's really easy to be there. And our brain will always be in that more negative space by default. So I think it's really amazing that you had the capacity in you to like zoom out of that and like be outside of it looking at it like 
maybe, maybe that's what they think. Maybe yeah. I'm going to think something else. That's, that's everything we coach on. <laughs> and you were able to do that without really anybody necessarily walking you through that, which is amazing. I had a lot of, of backstory even before that in my childhood. I was, I was abused physically by my, mm. by my father as a kid. So I grew up with a tremendous amount of learning how to have to mm. at a really super young age. I mean, I didn't have it at that age trust me, because when you're going through something like that, you know, all you know is somebody who, who you're supposed to trust more than anybody in the world is not there for you. Um, mm. But having to overcome that taught me a super good lesson at a really super young age. Mm. Um, and having to go through therapy for that um before this even happened at a young age um so i guess i was primed at a young age mm. to say you know think bad things happen to decent people and it's going to be what you choose to make of it and you can either be you know in a really big pity party with yourself or you can choose to rise above it. Man, what a thing to learn so young. Really young, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it doesn't seem to be stuck. <laughs> My life seems to be on this constant loop of, of like lessons, like big lessons. Mm -hmm. And um it's like, wow, I, and now I just keep trying to pass them on. <laughs> you, well, you have, you have an openness to the, to the learning, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of people, um, you know, a lot, a lot of times we, and I do this too, we can get so caught in the, like, I, I just have to like hunker down and like armor up and survive there's not an openness and a receptiveness to what's to be learned here. So, and, and I think there's probably seasons for this too, then that's sure. maybe just totally normal. But I think that, I think that you always being in, um, in an, a mode of learning lessons is just you always expanding. This is how I like to think about us. I like to think of us as like, this circle around me yes. <laughs> this is how I always talk about it. Here's my circle. I'm always doing and this. Here's mine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anybody who uh, hears me coaching, this is like the thing I always say. So here's your circle. There's there's over there. Um, but we have the ability to like constantly be expanding ourselves. Like because it's how we take in the information and let it filter into like that. Let me use this. Let me metabolize that. You know, how am I going to use this information that comes into me? And you have um, a great capacity to be able to constantly use things to expand yourself, which is amazing because that's really what ends up giving you this big, big life 
right? Yeah. And I and and do you do you feel that now? Like your life now, does it feel expansive? Now, now it's starting to. Mm. You know, it's like in the last few years, yeah, it's starting to feel like, wow, mm-hmm. look, all of that stuff happened to to give me this like massive amount of learning that now I can like share and give and 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 serve with which is amazing it is amazing I love it I I do feel like the things that we learn we learn them like that extra amount when we pass it on so it's such a natural process for us to like take all the stuff that we've learned and be like, Oh my gosh, let me give it to you too. Let me show you it, you know, filter it through how I, my lens. And, um, and, and that then in the sharing, it also has more expansion for us too. Absolutely. That's cool. cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. How, what are some ways, um, to go back to, you know, the topic of comparison, what are some ways that, that you see, and I want to ask you guys too in the comments. Um, well, actually Liz has already answered, so I'm going to read that in a second. But um, what, are, what are some ways that comparison is showing up in your life right now? Like, what does it look like What in what areas? And I'd like to maybe see if we can give some insights on that. Liz says, um, comparison is a huge negative storyline running in the back of my head that I work at being aware of and not letting that be the story. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to give a little bit of a take on how I kind of see comparison now, because it's something we all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a natural, this is just like part of our DNA, right? We look at what other people are doing. I mean, when we were, when we were little, that's a lot of what it was all about. Like we see what someone else is doing. We, then understand how we relate based on that and our interaction. It's just like, what do you think of yourself? What do you think of the world? It's always this comparison thing. Sure. So that that stays with us, right? As we're older. And I was I was just telling Amy before we started, I think that comparison is um it's kind of this sneaky way of trying to figure out where the line of doing it right is and doing it perfectly is. Like if somebody is doing, let's just say there's some certain part of life, let's just go with the decluttering thing. Like somebody else has their house at this space and it looks like that and they look like they're doing so well. And then I compare it in a way that's like, I'm using that as the standard. Like that's what I should be doing. That's what I ought to be doing. And because I'm not what is that making me feel like? This is what I like to go back to a lot. So when if you have any kind of comparison stuff going on in your life, it's it's kind of this game of, like you said, like zooming out of it a little bit and being like, what is actually going on here? I'm looking at someone who's doing that or who has that, who's better at that, and I'm making it mean something about myself. I'm making it mean that I'm not that I'm not perfect, right? And, or I'm not doing something right. My thing, I actually was writing this down because I have a whole list of comparisons as well. 
they're not they're not like they're kind of um a little bit underneath the surface they're not necessarily super obvious things but when i started to write them i was like oh my goodness i i do this like in all these ways <laughs> um and what it is for me is it makes it feel like um when i when i look at those comparisons i am really big into looking at what's going on internally when you're seeing this information so what's going on internally for me is that i end up feeling like somehow i'm inept or that I'm wrong, like I'm wrong because I'm not there. It's, it comes back a lot to wrongness for me. Mm -hmm. Like I make this story of like, somehow there's something wrong with me or I am wrong because I am looking at this other piece of information and how I'm comparing it to myself. And I think that that is what comparison actually boils down to is what the story is that we're making about, we're making about ourselves based on this other information that we see. Do you find that to be true with your current situation in life, Amy? I compare with a lot of things. <laughs> what, you know, where I should be, you know, where, where I should be physically compared mm -hmm. to where I am, um, where I should be financially compared mm -hmm. to where I am. That's a big one. And, oh, and <laughs> with my situation, it's, it's huge. Um, and yeah, I, I constantly like cut myself down mm -hmm. and, but I also try to try, hope, I'd say maybe 50-50 successfully <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, to say, you know, that I've been through A, B, and C and give yourself some, some grace here mm -hmm. because you're in a different set of circumstances and not excuses because when you compare you can excuse mm -hmm. or you can you know i consider myself a big realist mm -hmm. not not a i was just talking to somebody about this yesterday <laughs> <laughs> and i think i'm like just so focused on what is but um yeah and so yeah i'm super like just straight on with absolutely what is so i'll just always say you know this is what is and mm -hmm. yeah yeah so saying just, what is 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 actually like it is what it is <laughs> it is yeah. what it is because because a lot of comparison is like oh but what should it be Right. What should it be? What should I be? What should what should they be? What are all the things that should be rather than like, let's just look at what is and why is it a problem? Why is what right. is? And then problem? it's the expectation <laughs> around it. Because mm -hmm. I mean, and we talk about that a lot in CBA mm -hmm. expectations. But, you know, I try to to again with all of this. I try to have very little expectation for myself and just take it very day to day. I wake up every morning and say, 
okay, well, mm-hmm. what does the universe have in store for me today? Yeah. Because it's so hard mm-hmm. when, when you have a physical condition to, to plan far in advance and to expect far in advance because you don't know. And even if you do plan or make plans, it's like I learned long ago, I got disappointed way too often. So um, going back to comparison again, I, I try very hard to, to be super real (laughs) and accept who I am right now um but like i said the few things that i find myself comparing a lot is where i should be with financial stuff where i should be physically those those run away from me often Mm. um and it's hard Mm. it's hard yeah i think that um I had, I've, I've noticed the, the past like six or seven months, I have been working with this idea of like planning and like goal setting and stuff like that. And I've had a huge aversion to it <laughs> because of what you've said, because I'm like, what was really going on is like, if I set a goal and then I don't reach it, then I'm going to be so disappointed and I'm going to have all these thoughts and I'm going to feel all these bad things that I don't want to feel. And what I've learned is that that is actually, that's actually the culprit. The, the culprit is not like, let's, let's dream and like make plans and have visions. The culprit is I'm, I've already decided in my mind that I'm not going to be nice to myself if this doesn't go perfectly, <laughs> right? We were talking about that too before we started. <laughs> yes. So we, we decided today that the um, showing up as we have today, where we are late and we have different uh, different people, faces for you to see, this is a wonderful example of how perfectly laid plans become imperfect and it's fine. It's good. It, it doesn't even, it's not, it's not even a thing, right? Because it's, it's really just new information. It's like, oh, I was going this way. Okay, so I, and now I'm not. I'm now going in this direction. And that's not a problem. It doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean that I didn't do it right. It doesn't mean that I'm bad. It just means, hey, there's new information. And now maybe we go this way. Like, this is where we let ourselves the more we step into the fluidity, right? Like the flow. Oh, I'm gonna be here. And now I'm just I'm gonna go this direction a little bit. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything about um, <laughs> anything about anything. We always make it mean things about ourselves. And it usually is along the lines of like how we envision in our mind if I if I did all of this with these kinds of perfections, at these kinds of high achieving producing standards or whatever, then I would be very, very safe. Because that's really what's going on is in our primal brain. We're like, those things make me safe because that is what makes me accepted. And that is what makes me um, like not 
it's going to somehow prevent me from having any negative feelings and having any thoughts from other people that I'm not going to be able to handle because they're going to make me feel all like I'm going to be rejected or something like that. It, it's all, it's really at the base of all of these comparisons and perfectionisms and shoulds and ought tos and has is this idea of I'm not safe. But we can handle them. But we can. We can handle them. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually what it comes down to is when we begin to develop the skill of being our own friend and having our own back, we start to develop this like, um, what I, I really, this is the, I'm such a picture person. So this is how I picture it. I, I picture my circle that we've talked about as almost being this like um, web. It's, it's like this, like a membrane material almost where it's like this it's armor but it's not like a wall it's just this protective shield like a force field <laughs> and how i'm treating myself within this space has to do with the filtration system of that border that i build and set in place which has so much to do with how am i going to think about myself how am i going to be the 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 strong guardian of my nervous system? How am I going to be the one in charge of my feelings? How am I going to be the one who is like, how am I going to take charge of the way I am and feeling and any circumstance? So sure, I'm going to get to a place where I'm going to, I'm going to have feelings of, oh my gosh, I am not being accepted or I'm, I'm being viewed in this way or I'm feeling these feelings I don't want. You know, all these, all those are are just circumstances that can happen. But it, when I am building up my own space that's safe and that I can I can be how I want to be, where I've I've learned it's like a haven of this is where I can breathe. This is where I can just be in this world. Then no matter where I go, I'm going to be fine. That's right. I don't have to control all that stuff out there. I don't have to be perfect because I'm always going to be okay within myself. Yep. Yeah. That's my whole It's soapbox. so good <laughs> when you get to that place too because then nothing else matters because well, you are always okay. And and for anybody who might be hearing this and think that that's like a location, <laughs> it's not a location. This is a thing that we're constantly building. Yeah, it's like I I'm not I am not like at some certain place where I'm perfectly always okay within myself. I this is something that every single day I'm like building that structure. So yeah. as I go it's getting stronger and stronger, but I mean, I'm still constantly feeling the th the same things as everybody else. It's just that now I have learned some skills that are building this structure that I can return to constantly, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's the best because when when you start feeling that within, it's just, it's mm -hmm. comfort mm -hmm. during the discomfort. Yes, yeah, I had a, like before I knew how to do any of this stuff, before I had any tools or skills at all, um, I had a therapist say one time that if you, if like imagine that you're sitting here and there's just like a hurricane around you and just like all the things are crazy 
if you feel like you have to fix all of those pieces and like line them up and make them tidy and organize in order for you to feel all right, that's an unhealthy place to be. That's how you can see that you're in an unhealthy space. But if you can be in a space in the middle of all that, with all the things flying all around you and all the crazy things that happen, and you're still okay, or you're able to bring yourself back to a place of calm or peace or okayness, that is actually incredibly healthy because that's what life is. And Every we always single day. <laughs> yeah, we always think it's like, oh, I, I have to fix all that out there in order for me to even be able to breathe. <laughs> but it's not true. It, it can't be fixed, first of all. Yeah. And and also that's going to be a, a pursuit that's constantly gonna gonna feel out of your reach and constantly draining you more and more, rather than coming back to the space of who am I in the space and how do I want to feel about myself and about life in the world. I mean, going back to what you were asking me before with how was I living with all that stuff going on in my life? That's mm -hmm. the answer. It's mm -hmm. you just have to learn to be okay in that, in that mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And how did I get there? Um, a whole lot of work, a whole yeah. lot of lessons and therapy and mm -hmm. tools I didn't know I was learning mm -hmm. along the way. Yeah. And um, yeah, bit by bit. Yeah. Again, bit by bit, bit by bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you start to feel stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's such a good, again, uh, just a, if, to have that safety in the midst of anything, comparison mm -hmm. or, or hurricane or uh -huh. in the midst of surgery, it's, it's just so good to feel that safety. Yeah. Yeah. Safety is one of my favorite words mm. because I've realized just at such a subconscious level how much of my life I had this like on edge alertness. Like I wasn't just fine right. and safe. There was, there was this worry and I didn't have um, the extremes of what you've had. Um, and I still, my, my brain still interpreted so many things. Well, and, and we do like, it's like, no matter what we're dealing with, our, our brain is constantly like checking and realizing where our body is and being like checking the little boxes of like, okay, that <laughs> makes us feel unsafe. That makes us feel unsafe. And, and so it turns into protective mode. Right. And it can happen over, it can happen on like, you know, how, a person talks to us like a certain person, their tone of voice, we can develop these like, ah, oh no, I have to be like on edge and alert. And we don't even know what's happening. It can be, it can be so subtle, right? Yeah. And the subtle stuff can be just as impactful to, to what we don't even realize is dictating how we're choosing to live. Yeah. Sometimes even more, sometimes the mm -hmm. subtle stuff even makes you 
your shoulders go up to your ears. Mm -hmm. You don't even know why. Right. When I first started learning some of this stuff about like how to, um, how, how to find this space of like, how do I come back to this space or how do I even find it at all to begin with? I remember one of the very first times when I, I was sitting here, I had all kinds of things in my mind and I, and I knew all those were up there, but I, it was really like, I was trying to problem solve all of them because that's what we do. We live up in our mind, try to problem solve all the things. Right. And I just stopped for a second and I noticed what was happening in my body. And I was like, why am I sitting here with my shoulders up to my ears and I feel like I can't breathe <laughs> and, I, and like my whole body feels almost paralyzed. The, my body would go into this state, this, this freeze state is really what it was of when my mind's like, let's solve all the things, let's fix all the things because then we won't be in this freeze state anymore. This had become such a pattern for me. I didn't even know it was happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, nobody is like sitting here forcing me to have my shoulders to my ears like why does why does it actually feel like I can't relax my I literally thought like I can't I can't relax I can't breathe I was like okay <laughs> let's just see let's see can we push our shoulders down does that work it was almost like I had to like be out of body talking to my own body to be like let's see can we put our shoulders down can we take a big breath I know you think you can't, but can we? Let's just do it. Try it. <laughs> yeah. And then as I did each, like that was my step-by-step -step. for me. I remember it really, really specifically. I, I, I lowered my shoulders first and then I relaxed my arms and then I took a deep breath and then I sat with my shoulders high, like in my chest out. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at me look at what I just did in my own body when like five minutes ago, my body was telling me th that I had to solve a hundred problems before I could do this. That was such You're so powerful, Allison. I know. It was so empowering <laughs> to be like, wow, I actually get to be the one in charge of my body and my nervous system and the way that I'm feeling. And I don't have to solve everything that my brain has on, you know, on the silver platter, thinking that I have to have that in order to just breathe for Pete's sake, <laughs> right? It was, yeah. it was one of the most empowering moments that I have experienced. And I have gone back to that again and again and again, and do every single time I do it, it builds a little bit more of, of my self-trust, a little bit more of like, yes, I am actually in full autonomy here. Yes, I am actually the one choosing how I'm going to experience my life. And and I've used like it's crazy to me how that little thing was was it's building the space. It's building the house of this safety within. But it's myself. so not surprising because mm. even if I go backwards to when I was training to be an actress, mm -hmm. the thing that we had to do before every um as like i said in training and before performances is we would do exercises to center ourselves mm. because before we had to take on another character especially when it was like a, a big drama or a highly emotional performance you can't just 
stepped step into that mm-hmm. because you're literally putting on a ton of heavy emotion. Mm-hmm. And how do you just step into that? You can't just take it off a hanger and put it on. Right. It's like when yeah. you think about it, it's like it's really super difficult. Yeah. So you have to get your body in a place where you're it kind of neutral. So you got to like shake it all out of you by mm-hmm. getting you to a grounded neutral place. And you got to totally like drain everything out of you. And wow. it's by like doing exactly what you're saying. Look at yourself, ground yourself, shake it out of you, do breathing exercises, do like a centering exercise where you let everything out. Mm-hmm. And then what I would always do is literally slip into as I shake and shimmy. I love slip it. Into the character that I was doing, whatever it was. And the more emotional that character was, the the tougher and like the longer I would have to be at a theater before the performance because you have to charge yourself up so much. It depends the state you're going into the performance with, but like there were characters that were like totally crazy (laughs) that you're going in there, like stepping on the stage for the first time, like in a, in a highly charged way that, yeah, you have to like do that work, like to hit the ground running and it's it's doing all that physical stuff that you were just talking about and it's doing breath work and muscle work and mirror work um Mm -hmm. before you you like step on a stage so yeah it takes a lot of that noticing and feeling and breathing Mm -hmm. and literally saying okay shoulders down you know what what is my what is my posture what's the character's posture Right. Putting it all back on. It's so it's interesting. It's so interesting. Me as a person when I was trying to rehab myself back to. Yeah, it was it's such a wow. I could see that. I could see that how you how could you could use those and pull from those. And it was there an element of like let me step into this character of like how I want to do my next step. Did you have any of that? Um, Or was it mostly about the centering and coming to neutral? Most, most, yeah, I didn't want to try to be somebody I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also wanted to leave (laughs) sick Amy over there somewhere. Yeah. Um, But keep, keep me, keep the heart of me keep all of who i am and take her forward man that's brilliant that is brilliant that's that's deep work that that you have done and i love that you have that um man what a powerful illustration from what you did i never spoke about that until today about like how i literally like worked back to that so yeah yeah it that's cool because that's the kind of stuff. And even in me describing how I like 
went through the different parts of my body to bring them back to a state of, of calm. Um, I, nobody had ever told me that before, right? So I, I feel like it, this is such valuable stuff because I didn't even know that that was like a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> I know. It is totally a thing. It, it's actually like one of the biggest things. It's a huge thing. Yeah. That's so cool. What a valuable experience that you've had. And thank you for bringing all that to the table with us. Thank you. Yeah. Let's see if there were any questions that we missed. Cool. I don't think so. I think people are just um, being part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Good thoughts. Good thoughts, guys. I love this. Thanks for being in here. All of our wonderful audience. We love it that you're here with us every week. And thank you, Amy, for being here this oh, week. This is such pleasure. a lovely conversation. I thank love it. you, Allison. I love it that we're like not anywhere near in the same location. And yet we are able to step into a room together and I talk. Know. It's so great. It it's is so it's awesome. If anybody has um, really clever names for a title, <laughs> as you guys are always really, uh, really great with your names. I think that something along the lines of comparison is probably uh, comparison, perfectionism. Those are the, some of the things and overcoming lots and lots of things. I'm super not good at titles on demand. So <laughs> if anybody has any good, good with words, titles, people feel free to put it in the comments. Do you have any last thoughts, Amy? No, <laughs> I think that you're talking so much. I know. I feel like <laughs> I sure don't. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for for showing up with us today and with all of. Oh, the that's a thank you, Gina. That's a good one. Rise, rise up, up from comparison. Very good. I like that. That's good. Thanks for being with us in our imperfect showing up and thank you for um just always having a wonderful space for us here so good good yes keep those those comments coming we'll look at them and choose one <laughs> all right amy well thanks so much we'll we'll wrap this up here and thanks for being here with us today guys um, I think that if we just leave the studio, Amy, that it will quit. If not, I will make sure Joanne shuts it down for us. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week. Bye, Bye. everybody.